0: Hey, this is Andrew Damasio, and I'm the lead pastor here at Rose Church in Portland, Oregon, and this is our podcast. Our mission here at Rose is to be a home for humanity. Whoever you are, wherever you are, I pray today's message challenges you and encourages you in your walk with Jesus. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy today's podcast. Uh, Just out of curiosity, how many uh, in the room, you are single? Come on, hand raised, single. I just leave it up for a second, you know? Take a peek, look around. This morning I did it, and this, like, mom grabbed this daughter's arm. It was, like, lifting it for her. Like, please, someone, right? Like, it was hilarious. It's always the best whenever I ask, like, are you single? Like, people, like, look at each other. They're like, they've been talking for a bit, but they don't know if they're, like, exclusive yet. And they're like, are we Are we doing this? No? Okay, okay. You know? It's, like, so funny because I can see all of it going on, you know? It's, it's the best. But, um, married folk, where are you at? Married folk? That is such a, that's such a battered, woo, woo. Yeah, It's just like, I woke up at 5 a.m. with my kid and I'm exhausted, Woo! right? Like, um, obviously when you start getting relationships, you find out uh, somebody that you're in a relationship with, whether a married or dating, uh, has a love language. And those of you that are single or are in a relationship right now, um, if you have not read the book, read the book called The Five Love Languages, right? It will help you out greatly. Uh, it is words of affirmation, physical touch, uh, gifts, time, acts of service. Notice how once I got past touch, I stopped caring about the rest of them. so oh they' the four hour doesn 't matter. Um, but learn, you want to learn. Your significant other's love language. And what's interesting, um, about a year ago, I wanted to do something nice for my wife. Not that that was the last time I did something nice for her. Just so I, about a year ago, I wanted to do something nice for Julia. This summers is our, our 10 years being together. 11 and a half years of, of flirting on AIM. My, my, uh, my AOL name was Jelly Splat 12. Don't know why. Sounded cool when I was 11 years old, okay, and I just had it for a while. Um, but... We've been for a while. So I was like, I'm gonna do something nice for Julia. I planned this whole day. You know, I spent time, spent money, spent like mental real estate, like thinking through something to do for Julia. At the end of the night, I was like, "How did today go?" And she's like, "Fine." And I was like, "Well, I planned this and this." And this. she's like, "Yeah, I'm like it was fine." And I was like, "What do you mean?" She's like, "Well, you just essentially loved yourself all day." Pray for my marriage, people. And I was like, what do you mean by that? She's like, no, today was awesome, but it's weird how everything we did today are things that you love, not things that I love. Many of us, you've probably picked up at some point, we tend to love people the way we want to be loved. But it's different when you now shift into, I want to love you how you want to be loved. The other day, uh, we we just moved into a new house recently about, you know, six, eight months ago. And there's, we had a TV that's been on our floor, leaning up against the wall as the kids are playing like this, right? Like, because I've taken nine months to hang this TV. And the other day, like Julia passively was like, you going to hang that TV today? And I'm like, probably. I've said that for nine months, right? Like, (laughs) probably. So I went to the store, got the stuff to hang it. I'm hanging this 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 uh, this TV in our in our in our loft. I'm getting hit of the TV. Our bedroom's like kitty corner, right? Julie's laying in bed. Uh, I think studying the preach at RLC Chapel or something. She's over there, and as I'm hanging it, I look over and she's like looking at me, checking me out. Not so. I was like, "Girl, what are you looking at?" She's like, "You know." And I was like, "Yeah, I do know." <laughs> Why? Because she's been asking me to do that for nine months. And one of the things that Julia loves is her love language is when I help around at the house and do stuff like that, right? So I'm not a handyman, but I know long enough, been married long enough, that one of the ways you need to love people is you love them how they want to be loved. Today, we're going to talk about God's love language. Because I think we need to remind ourselves that we are worshiping a person, not a force. And this person has a personality. And through these, this book called the Bible, 66 books, it's God's self-revelation how he wants to be loved. Now, I'm going to press you guys today. Maybe some of you way outside your comfort zone, and here's the thing, I, I want you just to get in your spirit this morning as we begin. I have 10 minutes and 23 seconds to, to, to get this across. God's preferences supersede your personality. God's preferences supersedes your personality. What do I mean by that? Today I'm going to challenge you to do things that are not your personality. And God doesn't care. Why? Because God wants to be loved the way he wants to be loved. And even if it's not my personality, God's preferences outweigh my personality because I want to love him the way he wants to be loved. Worship is God's love language. I'm going to give you three things today that God wants from you. Number one, God wants your hand. God wants your hand. Psalms 141, verse 2, Psalms 141. Let my prayer be counted as incense before you and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. In antiquity, in ancient day, they would light things. As they're getting ready to worship God, the priests would light an incense. And they believed as the incense would rise up to God, pleasure would rise as well. So what David is saying is, Lord, I know you really don't want incense. You want my hands. And I know now when I lift my hands, it's the same as incense being raised to you. As I worship, as I lift my hands. Look at First Timothy chapter 2, verse 8. I desire then that in every place that men and women should pray, lifting up holy hands. Psalms 24 says, who may ascend to the hill of the Lord? Those who have clean hearts and pure hands. I was thinking about this morning on the way into church this morning. Remember like in you know, olden day and antiquity, like you know, back in the day that you know, before we had you know stuff to sign, whatever, you what to, to confirm something, you'd shake someone's hand. Because they are convinced if you give me your hand, I have your loyalty. So shake my hand. God wants your hand. So what that means is while we're worshiping, that is why if you're new today, we lift our hands. I was at at 24 Hour Fitness about a year and a half ago. (laughs) It's the last time I was there as well. (laughs) Shut up. So I was at 24 Hour Fitness. I'm shooting in the gym, and this guy comes up. He's like, can I shoot with you? We're, like, shooting together or whatever. He's like, hey, do you go to church anywhere? And I was like, yeah, I go somewhere. He's like, oh, I I, I go to this church usually, but I'm going to go to Rose this weekend. Do you want to come with me? I was like, what's Rose. He's like, oh, it's this new church, the are downtown, like the pastor, you're going to love him. I was like, I think I will. And he's like, do you want to come with me? I was like, yeah, I want to come with you. He's like, which service? I was like, all of them. I'll go to all of them with you. And he's like, well, I don't go to all of them. I calm down, man. But I was like, I'll go to all of them. He's like, well, I just want to warn you. It's a pretty extroverted church. He's like, you're pretty loud and extroverted. Someone invites you to the extroverted church. I'd like to submit to you, we are not the extroverted church, but we are the biblical church. And unfortunately, we've now made how God wants to be loved divided into extrovert and introvert. It is beyond my personality. God, you want my hand? I will lift my hands during worship. I will lift my hands because as I lift my hands, it's like an evening sacrifice. I will lift my holy hands. God, I will give you my hands. There in the Old Testament, it was Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob had 12 sons. The 12 sons became the 12 tribes of Israel. One of those tribes was the tribe of Judah. The Bible says Jesus heirs from the tribe of Judah. Judah is a horrible English, English transliteration of Hebrew. It's actually Yada, Y-A apostrophe, D-A apostrophe, Yada. Now as we translate it in English, Judah, but it's actually Yada. Do you know what Yada is? Y-A-D, Y-A-D is hand. This nation got named because they were people that waved their hands in worship. So then we might as well call them Yadas, Judas, because they lift their hand and they wave during worship. God wants your hand. When we worship, you're going to see in a moment as we get in the worship, we lift our hands because it's not about my personality. That's what he wants. Second so thing, he not only wants your hand, he wants your heart. I'm a PK. i been raised in church my whole life. And I learned very quickly. I can do this and have my heart disengage. For sure. For sure. Yeah. With my hands like ah, she's she's pretty. Like what's her name? Does she notice me? Wor- <laughs> does she notice me? Worshiping girl, I'm into Jesus. Watch me <laughs> worship. Man, what's for lunch? I am super super hungry. Man, I have a big paper due tomorrow. And like man, like I don't enjoy this song. We sing it way too many times. Can we get off this song? You can be giving him what he wants and disengage who you are. Psalms 57, David's talking to himself. He says, awake, you know, awake my spirit, awake my soul. He's talking to himself. This is a whole chapter about awaking. The, uh, verse 7, Psalms 57, verse 7, he says, Lord, awake my glory. He doesn't say, Lord, awake your glory. He says, Lord, awake my glory. Now, you, you and I are like, what do you mean? I don't have a glory. Horrible transliteration of a Hebrew word in English. The word glory is actually weight. It's shekinah. It's, 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 it's weight. It's kabod is the Hebrew word. So what David says, he's he's talking to him, he goes, wake wake your weight up. We still use these phrases, by the way. Have you ever used this phrase in conversation? She really threw her weight around. Man, he disengaged his weight. Why? Because we still believe that when in the midst of conversation, you can engage your weight and you can disengage your weight. Let me say something to you that might sound super spiritual, but it's not. God's presence is everywhere, but his weight is not. So James 4 says, draw near to me, and I will draw near to you. How do you draw near to a God who's already everywhere at all times? What he's saying is, when you engage your weight, God engages his. His presence is everywhere. God is omnipresent. It's a part of his character. He's everywhere at all times. But his weightiness is not. And that is why we can leave worship services and leave Sunday services, and people have two different experiences of the same service. It's because one person, per, person, one person engaged their weight and another didn't. Because you can give God your hand and remove your heart. And by the way, you feel it when you talk to people. They're not, they're, they're not leaning in during the conversation. Their weight was not there. And you can feel it when you talk to somebody. Their weight is in. They're engaged, they're inclined, they're eye contact. You can tell they're leaning in. And this is the thing about God. Hear me, friends. God stays where he's welcomed. And he leaves where he's rejected. There's a story. This is New Testament. Jesus goes to a town. The Bible says Jesus wanted to heal people, but he could do no such miracle there because their lack of faith. Wait, so... Though Jesus had a desire to heal, their lack of faith crossed his arms. So today, Jesus has a desire to meet with you. But if your faith doesn't disengage, he goes somewhere where he's welcomed. He wants your hands. And he wants your weight. He wants your heart to lean in. Third. He wants your hand, he wants your heart, and he wants your voice. Yeah. Psalms 150. Praise him with the tambourine. We're gonna hand out tambourines today, and we're gonna have church. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Some of you are like, "This is why I do not go to church. I ain't dancing no tambourine in the back, right? Like, remember, I mean, we're raising church with grandmas in the back with tambourines just going right. Those are some special Sundays. All you missed '90s church. I'm telling you right now, it was a spectacle to be seen. Okay. Praise him with the tambourine and dance. Praise him with strings and pipes. Praise him with sounding cymbals, uh, cymbals. Praise him with loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath. Real quick, everybody breathe in. Welcome to the worship team. It doesn't say let everything that has skill, let everything that has a voice, let everything that can play an in instrument, everything that has breath, praise the Lord. One, one commentator said that worship is, is giving your borrowed breath back to the owner. It's giving you, okay, Genesis. The Bible says that God makes man and woman. And the Bible says they are formed with nothing in them. And then God breathes into them and they become a human being. So it's interesting, they had human form without human breath, and they weren't alive yet. And God breathes his breath into them, and they become alive. So Adam and Eve, specifically Adam's first encounter with God was awaking to God's breath. And worship is giving your borrowed breath back to your owner. my personality it's his love language i'm really just like you know kind of myself and you know i'll do some of these little saucers you know i'll kind of you know do some of these and I'll, I'll do some heart you know some heart pound you know like it's not really my personality cool let's go to the blazer game and watch your personality change i'm just not really you know it's not really who i am uh oh, it kind of doesn't matter I know this is like anti-Portland, right? Like, no, be yourself, not when you love someone and you want them to feel your love, how they want to be loved. God's love language is worship. A couple of Sundays ago, I went and played the piano during my message and people were like, hit me, I know you played the piano. My mom was a worship leader my entire life, still is. Mom, how many songs have you written? 50? More? Probably more than 50 songs. I had to play piano my whole life. I used to play bass on a Sunday. I had to take lessons. It was abusive, but I had to do it. (laughs) To this day, I can still go in a room by myself, sit down on a piano, and sing myself into his presence. And it sounds really bad. We have a piano in our house. Sometimes Julia would just text me, "Stop!" Like <laughs> it sounds bad. I play out of tune half the time. But from a young child, I was raised to have an adoration for His presence. There's a few things I've been marked by in my life. I didn't cry at the first service. It's His presence. Corporate worship is different than individual worship. You can sing in your car, it's the same God, for sure. But he operates differently corporately. And everyone's like, I love the vibe of Rose. Yeah, it's not a vibe. It's his presence. Engaging. Because when we lead with our weight, he leans back in. And Rose is really extroverted. Yeah, we're, we're not extroverted. We're biblical. Because he wants your hand. He wants my heart, so I'm going to lean in. I'm going to lean in with my weight. And you want my voice? Lord, here's your breath back. It's yours anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm living on borrowed breath. So I'm just going to return it back to its owner. And in a moment, we're going to worship, and it's going to be loud. And you're going to have a personal choice to lean in or lean out. And the girl next to you, the guy next to you, the couple behind you, will have a whole different experience, not because of the songs, not because of the stage, because they are leaning in. And you're deciding to lean out. And man, you could feel it, and faith is tangible. You could feel it when a room leans in. You can feel it when a room leans in, and you feel God lean back. That's what we're going to do today. If our ministry has been a blessing to you at all, whether through the podcast, through online, or through socials, would you consider partnering with us financially to help us continue blessing people and reaching people with the gospel of Jesus? If you would like to do so, you can go online to RoseChurch.org, or you can go online to our social page. And in the bio, there's a link to give. Thank you so much for considering and helping us continue what God has put our heart to do.